0: The program which follows is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM.
1: You're listening to Very Loose
0: Women. Don't tell my heart, my achy, breaking heart, I just don't think
2: he'd understand. And if you tell my heart, my achy, breaking heart, he might blow.
1: So that was key Breaky Heart by Billy Ray Cyrus, who, as you may realise, is the father of Miley Cyrus, whose real name, it's a fun fact, is Destiny Hope Cyrus. Oh, and um, her parents, when she was little, used to call her Smiley Miley. So that is literally the reason she's called Miley now. It's not her name at all. Her parents used to call her Smiley Miley because she was a smiley baby. So that kind of got me thinking, what would we have been called if our parents were like, really fixated on our behaviour as babies or what we were like as babies? Because my first thought was, I might be called Lottie today because I was a very snotty baby. Why do
0: you say snotty?
1: Just like a little snot... You know like some babies are snotty and my dad said I used to look like a little walrus (laughs) with like two streams of snot it's kind of cute maybe anyway
3: what were you guys like and what would your stupid name if your parents were a I don't really know what my stupid name would be I was really quiet and I wouldn't move along Lazy Maisie? <laughs> yeah, Maisie Maisie so you could be Maisie I was really odd looking <laughs> really <laughs> my
2: mum said she was like worried about me for a while and what kind of odd like an ugly baby a very unfortunate looking baby <laughs> I mean a lot of times it was questioned whether I was in fact a boy <laughs> not because of my identity <laughs> I was going to say what sparked that question what about Just you yeah. might look chubby, <laughs> but what? What is? How does that translate into a name? Um, ugly, muggly, muggly.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <can> imagine <laughs> muggly. I like that. It's
1: actually not as bad. I was my ugly. Like
3: my family would call me an alien right up until I was about ten. <laughs> my parents <laughs> always told me
1: what ugly baby I was, and I just
3: think like that's not okay. I was really, really beautiful baby.
0: I found <laughs> out gone downhill. <laughs> that. <laughs> <It's> gone downhill. <laughs> 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 well, my. Dad actually sent me and my brother an email recently outlining what we were like as small children, saying how we were both beautiful and um, very. I was a beautiful happy. small child, I was just an ugly baby, I'd like to clarify. That. But yeah, very um, placid, I would say. That I said, really right placid. Night. placid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe this doesn't work for everyone. Maybe, like, my Cyrus was just lucked out there. Obviously, we're very nice women on resonance. Very nice women revamped. And um, today we're talking about heartbreak. The best way to get over a broken heart from our own experience. But first, we've got a birthday announcement, as it is my birthday. Woo!
0: Yay! <laughs>
1: yeah, thanks, thanks <laughs> everyone. So it's kind of a bit sad that I've announced that myself, but whatever. What is twenty six going to bring for me? I thought I'd ask uh, the other twenty six year olds in the room to give me some advice or. Oh, Royal card
0: expiration. So make sure you renew it just as you. Just come did that. To the done end. it.
2: Done that. I mean, I've gone over that hurdle of twenty six anyway now.
0: Wow. So you can tell me about the whole twenty six. What's it going to bring for
2: me? Do you think? What did it bring for you? It's going to bring. A sense of fulfilment and adulthood. Just <laughs> be like a busier psychic. You're going to meet someone dark and handsome. Well, what's your has been all... like yeah. I kinda hated it. I felt old. I still feel old. <laughs> I think I
1: feel that every year, every birthday, I was hoping at some point it was gonna stop there. Every birthday, I'm <laughs> like, why am I so old? Oh, I don't think I it feel, will feel stop.
0: like people are too nostalgic for feeling young. I d I've always look forward to being 30 because I'm assuming that by the time we get to 30 i will be really sorted I time better achieve fun. something in this year there, call it up it's going to be a great year though because you you're can... moving away from the point where you could have quarter life crisis so now you're going to be completely fine until the midlife crisis excellent is there another one after that? I no just death <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a crisis in itself Okay, great. Happy I birthday. really feel,
2: yeah,
1: full of <laughs> I think I'm going to be wildly in the throes of my quarter-life crisis for a couple of years,
2: actually. Then on to the midlife, then on to death. So, actually, technically, I mean, that doesn't make sense, does it? It can't be death next. There should be a three-quarter-life crisis.
3: Yeah, the retirement crisis. Yes, yes. there yeah. we go. You can't retire if you don't have a job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Emma's better. recipe for a healthy, stress-free I life. Think, yeah, crisis-free. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, let's get on to our main topic, which is getting over heartbreak. So this can be someone you actively went out with for a few years, someone you were with for a few short pumps, or someone you just fancied for a long time. So obviously we're starting off with our favourite game, Ladies' Night. Yes, We don't need the
2: clip that I wanted to
1: play, you guys. That's fine, that's great. Okay, so there's an actual question from Ladies' Night. I would be least upset by the end of a relationship if A, I moved to end it first, B, I had a new relationship to go straight into. To. C, I could come to live with my ex D, we parted friends E, other which I will allow for this one Oh that's dangerous I don't allowing allow the other. other I know
2: Initially, my thought was if I had a new relationship to go straight into because I think that numbs any kind of emotional angst initially and a lot
0: of people It's a distraction isn't yeah, it?
2: Yeah, a lot of people are kind of serial monogamous and go from one relationship to the next but actually I think the one that really is going to least upset anyone is if is A, if they have to end it I definitely
3: agree with that because I think if if I ended it it's because there was a good reason and every time I get sad about not being in that relationship then I can think about that reason that really made me think this is the end.
1: But what if you think oh maybe that wasn't a good reason?
0: Or if it doesn't change the fact that you still feel a certain way about someone because you might think that it's the right thing to do but you're still in love with them or obsessed with them. Whereas I think if you have come to loathe your ex, it yeah. might be that you love them and loathe them for a while, but eventually the loathing wins out and you realise that it was the right decision. I Sometimes I've thought that parting friends helps because then if you are going to miss them, you still have that validation that they like you and that they're in your life, but actually I fucking hate that. <laughs> yeah I think that's pretty long bad. term. it's annoying because you can't ever really like have a clean break and I just think why would you be friends? If you were friends beforehand and you have the same friendship group, it's a bit different perhaps. but if you completely don't know them, just cut cut them back out yeah cut. get them out. cut loose and cut where you can
1: <laughs> i'm totally with you i think loathing is the key to any healthy relationship ending process <laughs> i think so i think you just feel better i think you just kind of think that person's probably awful i don't need to
2: think about them ever again so if it's someone you've just had a fling with then really frankly you'll be least upset if you just move straight along Whereas if it's someone you've been with for a very long time, I think it would be easier on the person if either they were in control of the breakup, either they instigated it, or there was a way to maintain contact. But then, you know, I agree it's kind of a dangerous route to take. Let's just be friends <laughs> and never touch each other sexually again. <laughs> Which might be more difficult than you
3: think. What do, what do you think why do people break up and what's the weirdest or worst reasons you've ever heard? I think in the case of my parent, parents, they weren't meant to be together in the first place. That's See, when they I, break up. That's interesting that you put it as one meant to be together because my perception is are people meant to be together or is it just circumstance? When you're when you meet there's you know a whole range. But I think they weren't interested in each other as people. They were interested in what the other had rather right, than Okay. Uh like in terms of like Uh, physical aspects and financial aspects Um, and it wasn't really an exchange of souls or of conversation it was an exchange of goods almost (laughs) I
0: like that idea of an exchange of souls because so I say this episode is all about heartbreak but I kind of would look at it from a different angle for me even though I'm quite happy being single I feel like I'm not going to be truly happy myself until I find a partner and that's maybe a bit of an unpopular view But I feel like it's kind of the act of meeting someone and having that um, relationship where they really understand you and you bring out the best in each other that kind of, in a way, gives you a really nice um, non-heartbroken life, in a way. (laughs) Like, you start off maybe looking something, then you find it, rather than necessarily a relationship not working, always causing heartbreak. Does that make sense? Not 100%. (laughs) So it's always like I feel a bit like I'm slightly empty inside and so it's slightly heartbroken, but not in a really bad way. But not but because like, you've been heartbroken yeah, or because just you're waiting to be a heartbroken. Yeah, yeah someone it's that's quite that's old-fashioned yeah. idea of like having... Other, another heart. you know, like yeah. the platonic myth. Exactly, of, so that's kind of what I'm thinking yeah. of, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was memorably refashioned in Hedwig and the Angry Innocent. But myth. yeah, so mm-hmm. it's the idea I'm looking for my partner in crime to come and
1: spend time But do you think there's a specific person that is? Or just? Like, you'll find something like is there someone that already
0: exists that's gonna look for I think, you I think there's probably or. someone yeah like and that sounds ridiculous but if I think about the attributes they would have to have and how well they could like fit in with my friendship group or my life they would have to be very specific like they'd have to be in London they'd have to do this because I live here so actually there probably are a very finite number of people that could be it almost does work out that perhaps there's maybe only one person that has all that criteria I think it could be a range of people but um, yeah <laughs> we gonna... there. <laughs>
1: <We've got> to... <laughs> I think but,
2: you, like, you yeah, have the potential that. to have successful relationships with a whole range of people and I think that's what people take comfort in when they do get heartbroken and let's say you are on the receiving end of a crappy breakup you have to take heart from the fact that that probably wasn't the person you were meant to be with.
3: Well, that's... Okay, that's what I was going to say, is that there are loads of people you can pick from, but I feel like going out with one person, choosing one person for an extended amount of time, is making a choice about what kind of person you want to be. You've got to make a choice about where you see yourself. Yeah. And that's the person who you choose, because there's also, obviously, the interpersonal of, like... I get on with this person on a daily basis. but then, Sexual attraction. Yeah, and then beyond that, there's like, they're into this, this and this, and so am I, and that's the direction that I want me to be pulled in, and so you end up being put into a certain area more. If
0: I break up with people, it's because I realise they're not
3: that person that I want to like, tell so myself
0: they're to. they're not the one, is that what yeah. you're saying? I always I find know. that a very scary thing when people say those things. But if I'm with someone and I think, like, I'm not madly falling for you, then I would just end it because I don't want to just be with someone for the sake of it. Like it's all or nothing. If I wanted to just see someone have fun, I would do that for a bit and it'd be casual. But I'm not gonna waste three years going out with someone if I didn't think it was gonna progress further. And I don't know why that is. I just can't do it.
1: Well, I agree. I think it's weird when people go, "Oh, people are just like why not?"
0: When they're like, for the oh, sake of "Why it? not? Let's just go."
1: Yeah. Out. But maybe people develop those feelings. that well, so You can develop those feelings for a lot of different people. Like, just, if, yeah. you, if you kind of want to put in the effort to do, you know, I think maybe people don't want to put in effort sometimes or, like, don't want to compromise and maybe, like you need to do that a bit in order to build a relationship.
2: Yeah, like, I think a lot is about your own headspace when you go into a relationship, when you go into some kind of intimacy with a person. You, you're out, potentially out looking for either the same thing and you also happen to be compatible. Or you're out looking for different things, you know, and one person wants something that the other person isn't ready to give them. And that doesn't mean that those two people are inherently incompatible, but it means right then, in the particular stages of their mm. lives they're in, there can't be a relationship between them. Mm. But there's a myriad of reasons why that might be, and it's probably not necessarily just innate incompatibility, in my view.
0: There's so much luck in it as well, because if you just happen to meet someone when you're at school who's perfect for you, or like at university, or when you start your job, like there's all these points where people maybe like get fast-tracked into mm. their happiness-in-life-sorting-out stage, and they're just happy. I know people who've been in relationships for 10 years and they're so happy. That's crazy. Though, <clears throat> isn't it? it is, but like they just happen to have met someone who every stage of their life they've developed with. And it's not yeah. like you sit and think, oh God, I hate like this person's husband. I wish that she just like branched out of university. They actually genuinely have progressed as people and still are a good couple i find that amazing but that is just chance that that happens yeah
2: no i think you're right because i know a couple uh, you know i've got a couple of friends from who married young and they're both divorced in their mid-20s and i think that's obviously they haven't managed to grow in the same direction as their partners yeah. so i think circumstances is, is a big thing The second question is what
1: have you
3: guys done to get over a broken heart i was pretty hardcore in that one and it wasn't a proper broken heart it was a kind of imaginary broken heart but I think still hurt as yeah, much as a yeah. it, it, non-imagined it, <laughs> Unrequited yeah. is worse. I'm, I'm, it was <laughs> probably, one of, like, I'd say one of the most painful experiences in my life, but I, I did, I went through some university-funded counselling, and then obviously I, I wrote a story about it, and just, and then I moved to a different country for a year. So all of those factors really helped um, get over him and, and I I don't think even after that year abroad uh, I was entirely over him but it was, it definitely helped a lot. Yeah. Um, my dad also on that note moved to Brazil when he was in love with someone in, in France and that did not help and he's still in love with her. Escapism doesn't always work out then? No. I find
0: hobbies help because I think sometimes if it's unrequited the reason why you like someone is that they bring something to your life, like excitement or validation in some way that maybe you feel like you don't have. So you've got to go and do it for yourself. So whether it's making a whole new group of friends, which is quite a good one, so you feel really popular, or like have new people to hang out with who Put adds you an to extra, yeah, or adds an extra dimension to your life. Or for me. I felt quite rubbish for ages, and I just took up loads of hobbies. I had too many hobbies, so I was doing like an Arabic class, I started horse riding. Too many hobbies? Does it exist? Well, too many to fit in with my, like, budgeting and also work (laughs) life. So I've had to shelter, but I started horse riding, again, after a long absence, and that's like one thing that i do just for me that's really relaxing and also good skill and i found that because you have to focus on the horse so much you can't think of anything else it was the only hour of the day that i didn't think about lots of other things i wasn't happy with in my life so it was really good for that and i've kind of kept doing it even though i feel fine now well i got a little hobby which was i tried to
1: get into spoon carving but i think it's quite a dangerous hobby <laughs> when you've got if you
3: like <laughs> too many about spoons something. that's
1: never the worry i'm i'm still on spoon number one but the real worry is when you're carving <laughs> the real the one, worry an incredibly sharp knife in your hand and you're like oh i'm just not thinking about anything now this is so <laughs> great then then you slip and you stab yourself in the thumb multiple times
2: or you start thinking with that knife i <laughs> mean
1: yeah well, that was never a problem that I had. Um, So I'm going to run down the the worst things I think you can do to get over someone. I'm not saying where this information has come from. Number one, regretting it. Number two, sleeping with your ex-boyfriend. Number three, sleeping with a random person just because they're really, really tall. No matter how tall they are, you're not going to feel better. (laughs) Um, Trying to be friends with that person straight away. Writing embarrassing fiction about the fiction in inverted commas. Those are all my top not tips, so I would say don't do any of those things. Even Even if the
0: person's really, really tall. Honestly. Pulling around them can be a good thing, though. Especially if they're quite good-looking. So I asked a friend what her advice would be, and she said make sure that you surround yourself with all of your female friends who are, like, really close. Just spend loads of time with women and then deliberately go out and kiss someone. And don't get their name and don't get their number so you can't, like, form an attachment. But just do it so that your ex isn't the last person you've kissed.
2: Yeah, I think it's all. it all comes down to maintaining your self-esteem. Everything else doesn't really matter, and however you choose to do it, again, doesn't really matter. It might be through pursuing your own interests. It might be through looking at or changing your appearance in some way that's quite dramatic, so you feel like a cut-off and you feel like a new person in some way. Mm. It might be through some kind of sexual conquest, mm. be it uh, just a kiss or a little bit more. Whatever makes you feel like, you know, you are your own person, and you're not defined by the person you've lost. It's probably a, a good thing. But I think people do that in a whole host of ways. And your friends are so important in making that happen.
0: Yeah. And I think um, you should, like, tell your friends if you really are having a really bad time. And just make it obvious. Because often if you're doing your best to look like you have extra self-esteem, people think you're fine. Well, I have an incredibly expressive face as everyone <laughs>
1: around that, So there's no way I can hide those kind of yeah. Latent emotions no, exactly. There's, there's no latent emotions for me So <laughs> bubbling through the surface um, Just, you know, with reference to the whole Don't have sex with people you've broken up with I thought we'd play a, one of my favourite songs From um, maybe the early 90s I'm not sure um, yeah. By Erotic It
2: definitely sounds early who,
1: 90s <laughs> <laughs> A number of trance hits with strong messages um, And this one is called Max, don't have sex with your ex Max, don't have sex with your ex That was erotic with their classic Max don't have sex with your ex. What's the worst thing you've done after breaking up with someone then? Maybe for
2: to get revenge, maybe to win them back. Oh, I once threw a drink in someone's face. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't meant to be. It, like it was a spur of the moment thing. I was just really angry with them for being... It wasn't so much being heartbroken, just being feeling like you've been treated mistreated in some way. I felt I feel bad about that well, now. Did, what right. kind of
1: drink was it?
2: It was a cocktail, it was quite a high pre- <laughs> oh, it was a, a high end drink. That's at least quite, four
1: pounds. Yeah. That's quite a flattering yeah. drink to have thrown at you. Because that
2: it, means they're worth wasting that And also time. to be fair it was the it was the dregs of the drink. It was <laughs> okay. more just a expression of anger.
1: Oh, how did he react to the drink throwing?
2: I think he was surprised.
1: (laughs) Was it like, was it apropos of something? Like, had he just said something to you? Or was it like, oh, hi,
2: drink and face? I I can't remember what inspired me in that specific moment to behave like a child. But, you know, I did it. And maybe in some way it was was a release.
0: Excellent. (laughs) Please tell me someone else has
2: done something embarrassing.
0: Actually, I just had a flashback while you were talking about that to really having a go at someone who just dumped me and screaming in their face, I'm considering having therapy because of you, <laughs> <laughs> which is quite low point. I'm not you sure that really you... baffled. But yeah, I don't know if you won that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, I've also, like, turned up at someone's house drunk, like, really drunk, so that they're basically trapped with having to keep me there. So then, you know, wake up, God, what am I doing here? Oh, I turned up in some weird, (laughs) desperate way. But, you know, I think, like, with that type of thing, because everyone has done it, it's fine. That's what I'm (laughs) telling myself. I actually... We've all done it, those Those things I don't think about that much. I just think, well, I was really drunk, and, you know, the important thing is I wouldn't have done either of them sober. So, clearly, I'm a normal person inside. <laughs> no, because <laughs> drunk you is real you. <laughs> no, that's, that's true. That's, that's true. Just it's because true. it's a
3: Latin phrase doesn't make it true. Fit. I proposed so to someone that. What? Well, well, I, was I was like... Cook- just in terms of breakups. Um so I had a small, very short fling with someone. Basically... I was very bad at this fling, at flinging. <laughs> I thought it was fine, but clearly that was not re- reciprocated. Anyway. Um, so you got flung. It's <laughs> just, <do> <laughs> to
0: say that? We're all not flinging
3: it. fling, but you got
0: flung. But, but anyway, I was like, no, you do you it.
3: want to meet today? And then they're like, oh, no, I've got a cold. So I was like, okay, clearly they have a cold. And then like a few days later, I was like, oh, how, how like, are you free this week at any point? And they're like, I'm... I'm just recovering from my cold <laughs> <laughs> And then I was like, Oh, okay, maybe I'm being broken up with So I thought he said he starts a cold next time, like at the end of the week where he clearly will not have a cold anymore then I'll know that it's over. I kind of took my chance and started going out with someone else in the meantime. But then the day after I started doing that, I got a text from him saying, sorry, I've still got a cold in response to a text I sent the day before, just to make sure. So I assume third time I was being broken up with officially. Didn't he
1: just have a really bad cold? You can no. have a cold for a week.
3: Because yeah. you can have a cold and still like say, sorry, what about next week? Instead of like saying no, one
2: time someone gave me that line about being ill, and I sent a text to a friend saying, "Essentially, what a idiot to use a better word." He's just basically fobbed me off saying he's Mm. ill, and I sent it straight to the guy.
3: Oh no! (laughs) Oh, do you know that song about sending a text to the person who the text is about? No, can we play it? I think we should put it on right (laughs) now. (laughs) Just
1: then the boring, stupid guy got up and went to the loo, and my friend decided to send a text message to another one of our friends outlining the ways in which the guy was both boring and stupid, and including in it some direct quotes of things that he'd said that were boring and stupid. But when the boring, stupid guy came back from the loo, he could barely talk, and he'd obviously just been crying, and my friend realized that he'd sent a text to the person the text was about anyone else ever sent a missed text I've never done it but I've always got texts about me quite frequently I get oh, texts really? about me I haven't done it for a long time I've, I've gossiped to someone about himself, about himself by mistake but <laughs> she's on the funny side I wasn't saying anything particularly negative about her that's because you're it a was. nice person yeah
2: that, guy replied yeah, to you that me. conversation <laughs> went on but not in a way I want to discuss <laughs>
1: <laughs> was, but could you, was there any way of recovering from that saying no. like, oh no
2: I was, wasn't talking about you there was no way out of it it was no. very clear it was just humiliating frankly <laughs> mainly because it showed that I was a bit upset and there's nothing worse than feeling like you've shown someone else your vulnerability as well yeah.
1: and then they they've me. just
2: shunned you anyway
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got flow. <laughs> on that note well on a completely unrelated note I thought I'd ask us anyone get any guilty pleasures they want to reveal
2: so many I don't even mm. feel guilty about them
1: no well yeah you shouldn't feel guilty but I think what would you be embarrassed if people knew that you listened to or watched we've got the same guilty pleasure yeah
2: it's bad <laughs>
1: <laughs> gonna review
3: that it it on, live
2: on air it is Shovelhead and his slightly alluring older brother vampire diaries <laughs> people are very into the vampires and the
3: yeah. it's not
0: even sexy that's it's the worst thing really about is. it it's no not e- there's a bit of sexiness but I mean it's not really that raunchy it's just it's PG so much happens in every episode but it's really well written like there's just so much action without it seeming stupid I just find it really well written and I know that it's not because it's stupid um, I really like uh, programmes and films aimed at teenagers. Mm. Yeah, so they're like too. a big, it was yeah, a pleasure. So I watched Wild Child the other mm. week. Oh, I also, I also watched um, the Amanda Bynes um, What A Girl Wants which is just oh. so stupid it's hilarious it sounds good.
2: Um, I um, love anything like yeah. that any teen drama mm. that's kind of I, I like anything that's completely you can just escape yeah so know. I
0: stay in by myself on Friday nights and I watch these types of things and don't go to the pub or go out clubbing because I just want to because sit it's in better
1: bed. it's more yeah, fun it's more you don't have, have, to more you have to engage your brain you don't have to speak to anyone you can just sit there and watch eight episodes of Puberty Blues in a row <laughs> <laughs> Melanie knows what I'm talking about. It's an excellent program. Aussie 70s drama.
3: No, it was made recently. <laughs> yeah, but when do you think it was set? It's, it's set in 1979. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Mel. Melanie, <laughs> our correspondent <laughs> out in Australia. She's
0: trying to a lot right now yeah are too in
3: I also enjoy watching other teen dramas other than Peabody Blues, such as Degrassi, which is really among the worst. When, When I was growing up, I really loved Radio Free Roscoe. That was my top one. These all got, sound, sound quite cool. Degrassi is, and it's really bad because it's not even funny. And it, like, someone gets cancer in one episode. The next episode, someone will like realize Sex that change. they're a transsexual. Yeah, yeah. I've, it, heard, really about it, it, I've yeah. heard about it. I've heard mean, about it. I mean, I
0: like it's, Heartbreak High.
3: We all like Heartbreak High. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Heartbreak, yeah. High heartbreak, heartbreak High is a classic. That's not guilty. N- yeah, it's, it's but what I kind of
1: wonder is some of these things. I feel like I didn't really enjoy them when I was the age that it was aimed at, and now as a kind of. I'm
2: gonna say grown uh, up. Mm.
1: I'm really enjoying them. I wonder what it is. A reliving of the. I of think my,
2: when you're a teenager watching them, you feel feel like you should be living that kind of life. Whereas yeah, when you get gets adulthood, yeah. you're like, this is so ridiculous. I'm just gonna
0: like okay. Everyone's not trying skin, to learn right? from them. Mm. What is why do we all enjoy Skins so much and what do we get out of it? Because this? they lead the lifestyle of people at university or our age, technically. Like they they go out and they have their own lives. And okay, they're still at school, but they're doing things that kids their age wouldn't necessarily always
3: do. But I've spoken to people who went to school in Bristol. Apparently it is like that. Yeah, yes. that's what and people like there
0: are, it. there are people like that, but I think, like, if you're going to a kind of run-of-the-mill school and you're quite well-behaved or whatever, you're not going to be, like... Um, Tony.
1: I guess the thing is, part of the reason that I certainly enjoy it is because I was so not like that as a teen. I can kind of look mm. back and be like, wow, this life is just so not what I did. And other people can enjoy it because it is what they did. So I
0: guess it just appeals mm. to anyone. Anyone and everyone. <laughs> well, <laughs> it isn't in um, Heartbreak High, the kids have very grown-up problems. So, like, they mm. have relationships that they make it seem really serious and dramatic. Whereas, looking back, you know that thing's quite trivial when you're 16. But the kids in that programme definitely, like were living in their own flat did their own thing they had jobs yeah. and they all have long term relationships so it actually is easy, easier to identify as an adult I think now it kind of almost seems more like it's yes ridiculous. I'm barely holding it together but I'm a bit more like that now <laughs>
3: <laughs> but what I'm, I'm realising now is that my life is a lot more like Friends obviously now mm. than it was when I was at school mm. and even I watched it when I didn't identify with it at all whereas now I do and I don't watch it so which Friends character are you? oh I don't do think that see? works but obviously <laughs> Phoebe yeah, yeah. yeah. I think probably
1: everybody wants to say that they're Phoebe everybody wants to be like oh I'm the quirky one but like I'm not the kind of what other women would be <laughs> no way what Chandler maybe I'm Chandler, like Chandler. maybe yeah, I'm I Chandler I you are Chandler I'm a bit of a Chand I'll take it, it could be worse it could be Ross nobody wants to be Ross right? I was just thinking what if I'm Ross
2: <laughs> you're not Ross but I think you're Joey Tribbiani I'm not Joey yeah. I can't believe
1: oh I this- people would have been having in like
0: 1997 You <laughs> I mean, can't be Joey
2: No, I'm teasing you're obviously Rachel
0: I'm not Rachel I Rachel, oh, would... Rachel
1: yeah but that's what I'm saying there's no good options as long as I'm not Janice oh I like a bit Janice oh my <laughs> anyway from one guilty pleasure to another I thought I'd put a classic on which is a Mariah Carey heartbreaker Love great great range that woman's got a great range Um, hard, hard. <laughs> Because she's, so she's dead. not dead. we're <laughs> not dead. Oh my goodness. i oh was <laughs> so, so worried, worried it. that Whitney me. Houston, <laughs> another wonderful songstress. <laughs> I was thinking I'm of so Whitney so Houston, worried. my heart would go,
0: not my heart, what's that? <laughs> oh my god.
1: <laughs> What? it's a comedy you can tell it's been a long day <laughs> you were thinking of what, what? I will always love yes. you originally by Dolly Parton but I'm not trying to put out that I will always love you vibe I'm trying to, to put out that Heartbreaker oh. by Mariah Carey that's what we're ending on I didn't know that song in that case well this will be an education for some of us <laughs> um, thanks for listening and learn from some of our
2: mistakes hopefully um, bye goodbye.
0: This program was brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. Visit our website at resonancefm.com to hear our vast range of original 24-7 broadcasts. Resonance is a not-for-profit broadcast platform and relies on public support. If you like what you've heard, make a secure donation at resonancefm.com.